We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, Fortnite Championship, DraftKings Picks, Bets, and PGA Tour Rookie Preview. It's been a long break since we were last talking golf, an entire 10 days on the Pat Mayo Experience. This is is an eternity for us not talking golf on the show, but we're back for the swing season. We got some new looks. We got some rookies to talk about. DraftKings pricing already out. Let's get to it. Reminder to smash the like for the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, and if you haven't been watching the football shows, shame on you however if you're listening to this right now i am giving away a thousand dollars for bribing you into giving me an apple or spotify review even if you've done it before that's being given away wednesday with me and feinberg on the show so just hit the description uh leave a sub to the podcast pat mayo experience turn on auto downloads and then leave a five-star review on apple or spotify spotify might not let you leave a review so just like screenshot that you did it and tweet it to me and boom you're in the draw winner gets 500 bucks second and third get 250 bucks that's coming on wednesday so please go do that right now obviously all the stats all the tools fantasynational.com slash mayo get you 20 percent off any membership level so let's get to it. The host of your, I guess, the DP World Tour picks and bets on Mayo Media Network had a brand new show come out late on Sunday evening, a full preview with all 
of the Corn Ferry rookies. I'm going to pick his brain about the ones we really need to focus on here. Scholar Hope, what's up? Hey, Pat. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, love um, kind of the fall swing. It's just a, and why I kind of even fell in love with the DP World Tour. It's getting to know these golfers and finding advantages and opportunities before kind of the public does. So game of golf is completely changing as, you know, things are happening, but excited for these guys. There's some definite talent there and some opportunities. We've seen guys win right out of the gates before the past of this event. So excited. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just scanning the early odds. We can kind of jump over to that right now if you kind of want to get into it. All the lines from DraftKingsSportsBook.com, obviously. Um, I see that uh, Grio is 40 to 1 to win. This was the site of his only career win. Uh, we got like home. He's the one example. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's back. I think that's back when it was the fries.com open too. So yep. the, the nah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think Tiger may have played that year too because he used to randomly play. I think he's like going to Napa, but I don't know. Homa, Hideki, Connors, all sub 20. They're 10, 16, and 16 at DK Sportsbook. Mav, Cam Davis, the Gala. They're the only three below 30. And then you're just in this entire mix of like Pendrith, President's Cup, Taylor Pendrith, Davis Riley, Grio, Steele. Steele won this back-to-back years a few years back. Playing some good golf coming in. I mean, that's where my eyes kind of went to start off with this. But then, I mean, is Taylor Montgomery the highest ranked uh, Corn Ferry rookie here? Yeah. So if we got to the next step, step of odds, it's him and, and your boy, Justin Sue, uh, right there. They should be both, I think, right in that 66 ish range, uh, most places. So I would say they are definitively the one, two of the graduates, in my opinion. Um, and both kind of set up well for this course. We've seen, I guess, if you have a course that Steele wins at back to back years, you know, we've seen, I guess, Homa, you know, when like that, like it is a ball strikers type of course. And both of those guys absolutely strike it. Do you have any lean on like what I, cause it's tough right now because you have a lot of these corn fairy grads coming up. Obviously we don't know exactly how that's going to translate to the PGA tour, but in terms of looking at recent form skill sets, like how do you gauge these guys? Yeah. So and this was kind of cool in the preview show. I mean, obviously we can't go through all, all 50 golf all 50. No, let's um, do it. <laughs> okay. One by one, but Ryan French and I, uh, Monday Q info were able to, and he had a story on just about every single golfer because 35 of these guys have less than 50 PGA tour starts. So it's a lot of names that, you know, the regular crowd is not familiar with. So I kind of spent the last um, few weeks, especially leading into corn Ferry tour finals, trying to profile and at least understand the style these golfers are. So if I'm looking at this course the way we've seen it and we've seen distance kind of play a factor. We have seen, I guess, I think you have to do like decently off of the tee, um, you know, here in one aspect of another. But if I looked at kind of the longest golfers of the graduating, if I kind of went by a few statistic profiles, Brandon Matthews, who's way down in like the six Ks, he's the longest of the graduating bunch. Um, if you remember Will Gordon, Will Gordon is back. He graduated. Um, MJ Duffy is another one who's now full-time the PGA tour. And then Ben Ann, those are the four longest golfers. Um, if I looked at though, what I really think and what we probably want to focus on kind of throughout the season, if we looked at the five golfers who hit the most greens in regulation, this is weighted against the field on the season of graduates, Augusto Nunez, Vincent Norman, Carl Juan, Sam Stevens, Brent Grant were those leaders in greens and regulation. We can talk as we get to salary ranges, but um, overall games, Sue and Montgomery were very clear above the rest. I like Vince Norman only because he had oh, a one on a. Perfect. I love him. <laughs> 
his look at this. So, so Norman stats. Um, and if you're fine, staying on these, these guys for a little bit, as we talk. Oh no, well, let's do it right now. Let's talk about the okay. corn fairy guys that we need to know. And we can break down Corey Connors. all we want. It's like, can Corey Connors putt this week? Probably not. But if he does, he'll win. Like we know that. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. So if we go into Norman, 13th in weighted driving accuracy, 6th in weighted greens and regulation, 12th in weighted scrambling, 20th in weighted bogey avoidance. Um, just overall, you can see those like literally as, as good it gets. And then he's 125th in weighted putts per greens and regulation. So that's the best statistic you can probably really use from there's no strokes gained. So basically, you know, he jumps out as a golfer who's probably the number one ball maybe not number one, but one of the top five ball strikers um, on that tour who just had no short game, but he did survive and get through to have a card. You're right. He had a lot of success in the DP world tour. He's probably the sleeper of the bunch, in my opinion, that's graduating. So if you went through uh, from, again, if we go back to the top of ranks, we said Sue and we said Montgomery clear one, two, I think that third one in the mix is Carl Juan. So if you've ever seen, um, kind of video of one, he's got a wacky swing. Like he's full, like leg coming through type of like back leg, like kind of spinning a little bit. If you remember, remember like Hoi Sung Choi or whatever that guy's name was. I he, could, I couldn't remember. I was trying to come up with his name the other day. Cause I remember they gave him the invite to Pebble beach. Yeah. Who Sung yes. Choi? That guy was great. Yes. So Juan's got that in his swing a little bit. Um, and so he, he, but is really good. Like Choi was not good. Like Juan is electric. Um, he was inside the top 10 in greens and regulation also inside the top 15 in distance. So I think that's probably the best combo you could ask for somebody you could hit it long and then hit greens with the best. So Juan would be the third golfer for me. Now I'm not including golfers like, uh, like Nick Hardy got a card, um, through finals and, and like Hardy played a lot on the tour. Ryan armor was really good in corn Ferry tour finals in his back. Uh, Canadian Michael Gligic or Gligic. I never know. Gligic. Gligic. There you go. He's back and he did well in corn Ferry tour finals, but we know kind of Austin cook. We know those guys. Yeah, like D like Dietrich is got his card. Yes. Yep. So Dietrich, uh, Dean Burmeester got his card too. Now, uh, Burmeester is not playing this week. Dietrich did top five at Wentworth this past week, and I was coming all the way back and playing. Um, so Dietrich got his card. And then one more DP World Tour guy, um, Matty Schmid, um, oh, got he, his card as well. Matty got his card? Okay. So he, he was supposed to be like the next revelation of amateur golfer. Correct. He was really good at Louisville, came out of the gates really good um, in the DP World Tour, starts even as an amateur, qualified for the U.S. Open. Um, should have truthfully should have probably won, um, the Barbasol. Um, and he blew it after 54 holes. And that was in his like state where he went to college. I was in Kentucky. So like he was the clear leader and kind of blew it there, but he'll be good, but he's traveling back from Wentworth as well. So a little travel, um, kind of in there. Let's see, who have we not hit on yet? Carl Juan. I guess there's a pair of golfers um, that I'll talk through here too. Two Oklahoma State grads. Probably people are a little bit familiar with Austin Ekro. Um, he has made a few PGA Tour starts here and there um, along the way. I believe one of them was a top 10. Let's see. Um, he finished top 20 to start the year um, in the Bermuda and then yeah, a top 20 at the 3M open just out of college, a top 12 while in school Ekro, he's as cheap as $7,100. And then with Norman, I'm adding, I know I'm saying a lot of names here, but if I'm adding one more that I want to hit on, 
um, that I think is going to be a consistent type of player overall. Sam Stevens, um, he's as long as 180 to one. He's $6,700 this week. Stevens is also um, out of Oklahoma State. I mean, anybody that was able to play golf at Oklahoma State was one of the, the top recruits. Um, Sam Stevens uh, had a really, really good year on the Corn Ferry Tour. He also made the cut at the U.S. Open after open qualifying, and he was really, really good ball striking there. He's just kind of an anomaly. If you look at the statistical ones who graduated from finals, he was like one of the best pure ball strikers all season long, just didn't really come through until the end of the year. So he got enough points in finals to get through. So like Ekro and Stevens would probably be the two ones that I, I trust from a full year standpoint. And then as we get into other golfers later on, there might be some like course fits that I'll get into later on. Well, just how well do you think that these guys are going to do first time out? I know I've already mentioned Grio won in his first PGA start after qualifying coming up through the ranks, but I think that was like 2014 at this point. Like we saw Stuart Sink win this event. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, he... What was interesting about him, too, is he came over from like the, the European tour at the time. He went really good in the European tour, graduated through Corn Ferry Tour finals and then won the first event. So like he probably was you know better than spending at the time. The European tour was way better than the Corn Ferry tour. Now it's probably evened out, um, if not shifted more towards the Corn Ferry tour. But um, so like Champ, Champ's an example. He won in his second start. Um, after graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour. So I think overall, these guys can make impacts. Now, do you need to bet them to win? That could be, you know, a little bit of a stretch. But if you look at like in 2020, like Ventura, Batia finished uh, top 10, and they weren't even full-time. I think I think that was Ventura's first start. 2019, uh, if you look through, I think it was Zin Young Zhang's first start. Cameron Champ, that was his second year, but early on, um, there's somebody in Jim Canos, I think it was in, in 2018. Chase Wright was another one. There's been golfers almost every single year, at least to have some type of top 10 um, um, outside of Grio winning. So I think they'll make a huge impact at DraftKings because they're all very cheap. Now, I wouldn't probably need to bet anybody outside of maybe who we've talked on, and that's realistically probably getting a little risky with it. But I do think they can make some DraftKings impacts immediately. Okay, well, let's get to the course and talk about what we got going on. Brought up Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get in on it. Go to the course breakdown. We got Silverado and always a fun one when you think your guy is winning because this has happened to me a few times in the past that if you go to hole 16, 17, and 18, you have uh, three of the five easiest holes on the course and you know two par fives in that mix. You can make eagle, but birdie's pretty likely. The part of the short par four, number 17, you can make it pretty likely. And you see you have the top 10 finishers, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, and who has the hot putting week. I mean, it's no different uh, than most of the weeks, but it does seem, it's funny because the numbers don't necessarily bear it out, like with approach being over two and a half times, like what, off the tee is but when you go back and actually look at the winners i mean homo's just a great player but it's not like he's short off the tee Stewart sink still kind of bombs it but they're all big hitters who hit a ton of greens and regulation as you kind of hit on that i mean does that mean we, we should just be going with d tree yeah but i don't i don't know if d tree can actually win that's the problem with some of these guys like that's my fear on him um specifically is he still hasn't even won on the, the dp world tour um I mean, he lost in a playoff last year in the Scottish. So like that was a big time event, but I I think the course profile is right now. There are, it seems to be like some random golfers that might, um, you know, just like Chez has done decent here in the past and, and, you know, like a Streelman type of thing, but 
I, I would tend to agree with you that distance and, and ball striking plays definitely more of a factor um, in this week. And that probably fits into what we'd like to do anyway. So maybe we have a little bit of a bias that we see that, um, but I'm definitely going that way with my guys. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I mean, you mentioned Shez, you mentioned Streelman, Grio is another one. Like these are, if you're going to go with one of the shorter hitters, having an elite off the tee player. And when Shez is running good, Streelman's running good and Grio is running good although they don't bomb it, their accuracy more than makes up for everything. I always try to kind of emphasize this point, like Brian Stewart and Brendan Todd essentially hit every fairway every single week, but they still don't gain strokes off the tee because they lose so much. These other guys aren't like short, they're just below average, but they hit every fairway. There's real value in that. Like I think the best player I can think of like that was Francesco Molinari, where he'd always be like top 10 in strokes gained off the tee, but he'd be below average in distance. Yeah. You know who um, does that? I think now, and actually he was on a podcast on no laying up. It was talking through kind of the way he views the game, but the new version of Molinari has to be Tom Kim. Like he just, he gains T strokes off the T, but said he'd rather play from the fairway and, and knows he can do well with his longer irons. And that's just like what those guys are. So you need a really good week like that, but our boy Tom Kim is, is the new Molinari in that way. I, I can most definitely see that. I guess I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. I feel like Morikawa weirdly plays that way too. I feel like he could yeah. be longer off the TV. He's like, screw it. I'm great from 160. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So those guys know what they're doing, but I, I absolutely, they have to be on their peak um, of, of that off the tee and then also run hot with deeper irons than, than the other guys. I mean, we'll always take somebody, you know, further or closer to the hole and hit maybe just a clip left of less of fairways overall. So that's my lean. Well, let's go over to the DraftKings pricing. It's already loaded into Fantasy National right now, and you know there's money to be made. Swing season, how do you usually do during the swing season? I usually have my better DraftKings weeks during. Now, I know I just won the Pat Mayo Experience Open to end the season, and there is a Pat Mayo Experience Open this week, but it's for football. But this yeah. is the first show of the week where I have the link, so I'll put that down in the description right now. There's 3,000 yeah. spots, no rake, same as the golf tournament, but it's for week two football. If you want to get, if you don't, no big deal. But uh, it's there for my great golf fans and viewers and listeners. If you want to have it, we jump on over to Fantasy National. And we see Hideki, Homa, Connors, the Gala are the only ones above $10,000. How do you think you're going to treat this this week? Is this going to be, I, I can see Hideki just not being owned, tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like getting heavy up here kind of with these guys. I think in, in my opinion, I am anticipating the corn fairy tour guys, maybe being a little bit lower owned because of the lesser knowledge. There's some, seems to be some good plays deeper down into the sevens and sixes. So I think we can definitely turn it on. I mean, I, I like Hideki a lot. I think, and maybe I kind of felt this way a little bit with football yesterday. So I don't follow football besides listening to kind of your shows, but I'm a little bit of a fish out of water when you're trying to catch up on the football, um, you know, team changes and players and stuff. And, Probably I'd say Homa is the, the better player than, than Hideki overall. If you just rate it out skill set, I'm still, it's still hard for me to wrap around that Hideki's not like a you know top 10 player in, in the world. I think I would rather take the risk, even with both of them. I would go one, two for both of those guys, in my opinion, by, by a good amount over Connors and Thigala and try to get a combination or, or at least one of them is where I'd be starting my lineups. Let's see what, I don't even remember if Thigala played this event. Did he? Let's see here. Fort. Oh, yeah. He's been 14th and 47th the past two years. Gained eight strokes putting in 2020. Lost 4.1 last year, but the ball striking was quite good. So he's made the cut both times. 
And what was, what was the last time we saw him? Oh, yeah, he made I keep forgetting that he made the tour championship. I, I mean, I'm looking at his strokes again. He's been bad off the tee. I mean, I want to say like in perpetuity, but like over the past five, he's been especially bad off the tee. Over the past 20, he's been like, okay. The approach seems to be trending down, but he also started playing in much more difficult fields than he was previously. He was playing like all the scrub events, and all of a sudden, like he's got a spot into the Masters now by qualifying for the Tour Championship. So clearly, he's played well enough to do those things. But when you put him up against the 29 other best players at the time on the PGA Tour, maybe he doesn't look so good. Unfortunately, or fortunately for him, looking at this field, uh, that's not going to be much of an issue this week. Yeah, and I think people will gravitate to that. People love Sahib, and, and I think he's you know one of the best uh, personalities, and he seems to be easy to get to root for, but. I still want to find a way to, to pay out $500, $700. I mean, I don't think we rarely get a week where the most expensive golfer is 10,700. You know, it's definitely setting up where people are going to be paying up. Um, I mean, into the nine case, I, I definitely do prefer some, some golfers below there. Um, and I mean, maybe Connors gets overlooked of the, of the four, but I guess overall for me, what Connors has he, what's his history here? Connors 13th and 1930 30th. He hasn't had much here. Yeah, I think I just I'd, I'd rather just get up to those top two and then drop down for for a third or second golfer in those lineups. Yeah, and we've seen different times in this tournament. I have the course history up on the screen right now. So like, yeah, Connors was T thirteen in twenty twenty. hasn't played it the last two years. The Gala played it the last two years, made the cut, nothing special. Mav was second last year. It's just it, it's kind of hilarious how much because you you kind of hit it on it that like to think of Homa as a much better player than Hideki, it's hard to wrap your mind around, but that just might not be true this year. Like how, think yeah. about how, the, how we perceive certain guys. I, you could probably just go back and look at our draft from January yes. to see yes. where guys went. Now, some guys went to live, like whatever. Uh, not so much those guys, although it's not like Brooks and Bryson and Dustin were lighting it up before they left. Yeah. That some of these guys just aren't going to be as good as you think. Some of these guys are going to be way better than you think. So it, like if it comes down to a coin flip between let's say Hideki and Homa, and that's your choice, I, I think you can probably work in both of them to your lineups and you'd say, Hey, flip a coin. But when you look at the ownership, obviously the pricing just came out. I have no idea how ownership is going to work in swing season week one with football still going on. Like, is it just only going to be the sharpest people who know what's going on are playing or are people just going to play because they have extra money because they deposited for football? I actually have no idea. I mean, you're the ownership guy. Maybe you can speak to that. Yeah. I, I think we tend to tend to see a little bit more casuals play. If, I mean, they have to, you're not going to bring somebody in brand new, but your people loaded up their DraftKings accounts, people loaded up their bets, you know, for, for week one. And if they, they had a good week, I think we definitely end up seeing some carryover into that. Now the education has gotten better overall, um, you know, in the industry, but yeah, I think false fall swing for those that really grind and want to be in it is one of the better opportunities all year long because people will just throw a couple lineups in that, that since they have a balance, they're, they're cool with it. And there's probably not as much content overall or gets overwhelmed by football content. It's funny. I was thinking about not doing swing season golf on the PME of this year. I was just like, you know what? I got a lot. I'm working seven days a week doing football. And just by the end of the golf season, like I got legitimately tired of talking about golf four times a week and talking about the same thing. I'm sure people got sick of listening to it at the same time too. Like it was just such a long season. Then all the live shit is going on. It's like, I, there's only so much I can say about that. Like I just, eventually I just don't care anymore. Like, especially about the live stuff, like just let it go. Like yeah. let the live do what it is. No one's watching. It'll fold eventually. Like if this is how it's going to go, this is it. Maybe it makes a comeback with all these new players. I don't know. 
I just bet Bryson every week. And that's literally my only interaction with Liv. And hopefully that ends up working out over time. But now that football was started, I was like, you know what? Kind of miss golf a little bit. I like, I like talking golf. Like it's, it's weird. Like if I just, what would you make of if I just shrunk the PME down to three times a week? I'm not doing that by the way, but I'm like, if this is all, I got one shot at golf, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, it's, I think the luxury, one of the biggest luxuries in life, and I've, I've taken a step back in the content world from being committed to, to doing obligations, not near your level, but overall, one of the biggest luxuries I think in life is to be able to do what you want on that day. You know, like if, if golf is piquing your interest on Monday morning and you wake up, like that's kind of what I would want to pursue for that day. If it's, you know, football, if it's, your, your hobby, if it's your work, if you like to read, whatever, like that is the way I want to try to get to in life. So like, if you're shrinking it down and getting, not committing to commitments or timelines, like that would be, I think the the best way you could for your own personal, like mental health, do things, but that's not easy in a, in a world we live in now, but that's what I would love to strive to get to is if I'm excited about something, that's what you do that day. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the people, <laughs> they, they know when Mondays roll around me and Feinberger talking yeah. golf and if I don't put it out, they get mad and then they'll stop yep. listening. Then I got no job. Any, I, I got no fallback job besides this guy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you threw another one on there Sunday night last night. I saw a custom video there, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun. You guys, you guys have a lot going on, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, week one, you got to blow it out, right? Like if you're going to get like, cause I, I, I partially own run the Sims.com. If you like fantasy national, like use run the Sims.com slash my to get yourself the discount. It, it, it's it like one me opening night. Um, what I love about the Sims, I won or I chopped first in the second half Sims. The yes. second half, those are really, you just adjust the point totals, quickly spits it out. And like, literally, I almost won last night too. I think I, I love Justin. I love that site. It's it's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, versus like the rest of like the optimizers and projection sites that are around in football season, uh, Run the Sims is good because it's literally built just on pure simulations and you can adjust those numbers any way that you want and it'll spit yep. you out what you want, make it super easy. And I think there are very few sites, guy, that can do 10,000 simulations in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I almost missed lock and it was like, oh, quick, I need 90 seconds and it spit out the lineups I needed. Good to go. So, yeah, I'm a supporter. Yeah, I mean, I've been using it for two years. I'm up in DraftKings football. First time that's ever happened. <laughs> Not lifetime, yeah, yeah. but at least last year and through week one, uh, doing a lot better. Uh, and yeah. Fantasy National obviously doesn't have an optimizer, so it's a little bit different in that sense. But the way that you can research and customize is how you can do it. Let's drop yep. down to the 9Ks. Uh, you said you like a lot of value here. What are you seeing? I think... Pendrith like screams to me here at 9,800. I mean, he was so good coming back from injury. I love that he made the president's cup. Like that's well-deserving and a a very good course fit um, overall. So he's number one to me. I think that, that from a screaming standpoint, it's like, I would head to head. I mean, it's $200 difference, but I mean, I think I'd pick him over Sahith. I'd pick him over Mav. And I think Cam Davis from an overall like T to green standpoint, um, would, would make the next sense for me in, in the, the area. If you look at Davis, what he history here hasn't been anything special, but he closed out the year like quite strong. Um, didn't, didn't end up making it to East Lake, but his finish relative to the guys around him um, to me stood out with, with Pendrith. So that'd be the one, two in the nine case. It's really weird just to go, like, to go look at, it. I guess the three M is a bit of a longer course, but like a lot of his good results on like colonial top 10 heritage top 10 
uh, you know, Sony top 30, all the longer courses like Farmers, Phoenix, Genesis, Arnold Palmer, like he didn't do well. Now, maybe he just went through a cold streak. Who knows? But there's a weird thing with some of these guys that, I mean, Gary Woodland, we always kind of harken back to, although as Feinberg pointed out, you can kind of make the case for Gary Woodland, like what he does well at any course. It's like, well, he's yeah. a bomber. So he can play the long ones well, but you get him in a short course and he's even better because he hits every single fairway. That kind of seems to translate with Cam Davis a little bit. Yeah, no, I I can get behind that. I loved, he played really good at the St. Jude, um, you know, that week, which just, I think he's just probably the best pure ball striker in this range. I mean, the last time he lost his irons um, would have been the Travelers, right? I think. And then even, um, I guess at the BMW, he was right, right on that, that line, but you can just trust his distance, trust his irons overall. Um, and I mean, people like Cam Davis. I don't, I'm not picking these guys to be contrarian um, at all here, but I think those two probably are where I trust the most. I mean, Grio also, I mean, at, at 92 seems pretty fair. The liking to the course, now to your point, he needs to excel off the tee, um, but he had a, quite a strong run to end the season too. He keeps putting. 4.1 yeah. gained at the John Deere for a second place finish second at the 3M 3.7 gain St. Jude 2.7 gain BMW championship 1.8 gain like if did happy learn how to putt like what's going on here it would be nice um I mean he I looked at that year that he led in to win um uh, and then the year that he continued on like that was probably the best year of, of by far of his career and he was just so so good overall and consistent but it was still back then a, a, a putting problem if he was able to gain any strokes it was something that he clearly finished well I think he had like a 12th place in the open championship that year um so yeah if that flat stick I mean I don't trust that it's going to show up and it has for force rate events but um I would love it if it did yeah, he has only gained strokes putting once in his career at this event. That even includes the year that he won. He lost strokes putting. He gained five in 2017, has been big in the minus every other year. Maybe there's a new Emiliano Grio. Who knows? I, up on the screen right now, have my uh, past 24 rounds uh, Fantasy National model loaded in. Pendrith's number one, Steele's number two, Davis is number five, Grio's number six. And of all the top guys, Connor actually rates out the best scary but well, i mean it makes, kind of, why, it makes sense why he would right yeah well you i mean i only have putting weighted at five percent so that's yeah. exactly why but he kind of fits that mold of what we talked about with the shorter hitting accuracy players like dude hits a ton of fairways and he gains a ton off the tee despite yeah. being what is he here 64th in this field and driving distance gained yeah yeah so and I think it's always a good sign. Um, I mean, it was one of the big reasons why we all bet Zal Torres at the St. Jude was that was like a um, consistent course where you could dominate without needing to, your short game. So Grio winning here while losing strokes, that's probably one of the first iterations that we can remember as a golf community where that, that happens. So, I mean, that is probably right in line with what Connors would need to do. All right. Well, let's jump back into the pricing. Like, am I just a donk for going to steal? Because like, I feel like betting steel at 45 to one. I feel like playing him, but I mean, I was playing him all year anyway. It's not, I mean, maybe he started to play terrible. I know he had a few, like couple like bomb rounds when everyone finally jumped on him at the three M I think it was, but like, I guess he slowed down a little bit at in the two playoff events, but like, I no one expects Brendan Steele to do really well in the playoffs, but at like the crappier events, like the guy was on fire. And again, he's another guy who can't chip to save his life. Putts well sometimes, but he's won twice here. Yeah. So if you had one of those, I mean, fantasy national, I, I haven't used it in a, in a while, this, this tool that they have, remember when they, but you could change names 
and it would be like blur out the name. If oh you yeah, could, it's uh, where where the hell is it? How it's the like the, they make up the fake names. Moose had great names for it. But um, if you saw this, you you would play it a hundred percent. The fact that we know it's Brennan Steele probably gives us a little bit more caution than normal. But eighty nine hundred. I mean, he was definitively the best ball striker I would say in this field over the, the latter half of the season. And that's a lot, you know, to get somebody like that at 8,900 plus the course history overall. Now he did get really ownership happy during the end of that run, but maybe people do have a little bit of poor taste in their mouth near the end of the season, but 8,900, I, I think is a very fair price. Now, I got, I got Fred Durst uh, uh, as Hideki Matsuyama right now. So yeah, it's, it's anti-bias mode. There if you go, go into it, it's under menu anti-bias mode. You can turn it on. Then you just see, I mean, Moose loves himself uh, some music. Yep. I mean, meatloaf coming in at 8,500 bucks. I'm guessing you're going to go to Trent Reznor at 8,900, who does not rate out well over the past 50, by the way. Ah, interesting. Okay. So maybe it's a little bit too good to be true. I don't know. I, I, I feel like he plays to the places he feels comfortable at and, and normally do okay. So I like him, but um, I mean, one golfer I would say who really changed my opinion on them last season is a hundred dollars below um, him. I, I think McCarthy's in a different echelon of, of overall like game. I mean, what it was Denny McPutts for, for two years until he finally got some irons. Uh, I listened to him on a podcast recently on a Friday and he was talking really through on how, he really changed his iron game and, and he's excited to get this season going because he's turned a new leaf uh, overall from where it was. Feels like he can compete on bigger golf courses that need to, you know, demand driving. And this is what we need out of him this week. So I'll probably take a risk, even though he needs to, you know, at least gain strokes off the tee that that short game that he can bring. I think people might gravitate to still a little bit more. I would probably prefer Denny over him. I can see the ownership concerns around that, but I got the I got the profile page old Denny open right now. You know what he doesn't do? Gain strokes off the tee. Ever. 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 John I Deere, mean, actually. 1.7. That's the only time he gained strokes off okay. the tee since the Valero in the first week of April. Okay. Well, so I would say, I know, no, no, just kidding. But like he competed on bigger golf courses. Like now he's got to do everything else right. And maybe paying oh, yeah. $8,800 to do that is, is a stretch. You could like, be... Like he was fifth at Memorial, but he gained seven strokes around the green and I mean, five almost, on the green. If he made some putts on the back nine, he could have literally won that U.S. Open or made it in the playoff or something, you know, with those guys, which was incredibly demanding off the tee. So it was just, I think he's just changed from what he used to be a year ago now. And I guess he's priced appropriately in that manner too. Yeah, I'm going to play steel like, you know, half the field is going to, I think, I mean, I want to wait for the ownership projections to come in and try to figure out more what I want to kind of crack down on for my GPP lineups, but I don't know if I can get away from steel in this spot. I feel like people might galaxy brain themselves out of steel and he just seems too cheap in this field for the way that he had been playing for the last three months. Yeah. I mean, if I looked at golfers, I mean, Grio, I think it's nice, but even Hoagie Riley, you know, who are 400, 500 above him, I, I would take steel over, um, I agree. I, I do think there are some, some solid places to keep going down in the 8K. So I could see myself. I mean, if you play, just say you play Matsuyama and then you played, okay, you could play Steel and you could still, I mean, if you played Homa, you wouldn't be able to play anymore in the 8K. So you could probably find another two golfers, make like a, a Homa Hideki plus three 8K and then get deeper into the sixes. But these lower 8K guys, I, I like a lot. Okay, well, who are the ones that you like the most? I'm guessing Dietrich and Montgomery and Mullenix. 
I was shocked this morning that Molinex was 66 to one. You were all over him. I mean, it was a big number, but um, at St. Jude. Jude. Yeah. yeah. But 66 in this field. I mean, I would say Molinex is like top five form leading in now, but it, and it's not that much time off. I mean, he goes that win at the Barbasol. 21st of the open is probably just as good as winning the Barbasol. I mean, rocket mortgage was great. St. Jude was awesome. You know, BMW championship, he finished 12th. Like he's had unbelievable stretch run. He hits it long. He gains off the tee. So that, I mean, maybe he he's the most popular to everybody, but 66 is 8,300. I think he's far and away the best play in the eight case. And he's another guy who, listen, he's probably going to need to gain strokes in order to win the tournament, but if there are certain guys that don't need to gain on the greens and kind of go through like steel would meet that criteria. Mullenix would meet that criteria. Obviously Grio would make that criteria. Kevin Tway won this event before. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think when you started off the top of golfers that you really want that we've seen more often than not end up being successful here. It is that recipe. So Mullenix will throw into the pool. I think I have this sort of by past 50 rounds now. Uh, in terms of ball striking, obviously he's not going to look as good long. I mean, even in the past 50 rounds, he's still 19th in ball yeah. striking. Steele is third for what it's worth. Hoagie is still 10th, which is kind of mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, he flashed okay in the playoffs. For yeah. I guess he made it to the tour championship. Like, are we going with Taylor Montgomery? Like is Taylor Montgomery someone we're going to look at? Like he might make it to East Lake this year. I, I bet Montgomery outright. I really, really like him. And, and it's really because, if you look at his statistical profile overall, let me pull up exactly as we go through it. I, I just really remember him. I used him at the U.S. Open, I want to say, yeah. and I remember him spiking at Torrey Pines. I think it was. He finished when he got his start. Yeah, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Had a, but he came in on a great run on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was, yeah, he was T eleventh at the Farmers this year, and that's really his only start of the year. That in the U.S. Open. So 10th in adjusted scoring, and that includes golfers who have a low amount of rounds. He was realistically the number one scoring average guy on the entire season overall. Fourth in weighted birdie or better. 11th in weighted bogey avoidance. Seventh in weighted scrambling. Third in weighted putts per greens and regulation. Um, he's a decent greens and regulation. He just hits it far. And that's why I liked him at the U.S. Open. He's not very accurate at all. But I don't think you need accuracy as much here. Uh, he's going to gain off the tee. If you looked at the off the tee scores he had in those events, too, like at Farmers, his off the tee was like literally up there with um, some of the, let me see if I pulled it up with, yeah, he yeah, gained dri- like. By the way, driving four. accuracy at this course, 52% for the field. So versus, no one's going to hit it. So no one's going to hit it. So it's like Sony in a weird way. Like it's not too penal to play out of the rough because it's a 52% driving accuracy for the field and a higher than average green regulation percentage. It's 68%. Yep. Yep. So like he will be the golfer when it's long. Like, I mean, yeah, Tory. I mean, think of Tory is perfect there for him. So um, I, I think Montgomery is, I guess I would say, tailor-made uh, for this course. Uh, um, so Mullenix, Taylor Montgomery, or like, do you prefer Dietrich or Sue? Probably Sue, personally. I think it's a lot for Dietrich to come back from what, I mean, he played three events in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, then he goes and plays Wentworth, and then he goes from Wentworth back to California to play Burmeester just withdrew. Cause he didn't want to, you know, go through the travel probably of it and they'll tee it up next week. But um, I don't know. I, I'm probably the opposite of Jeff when it comes to Dietrich. Like I, I think he's a really good golfer and probably I need to think about that overall more when he's priced here, he does not need to win. 
by any means. He did really, really good in the PGA Tour events that he played, 22nd both times in those um, swing season events. Bermuda, uh, I guess it was the technology championship at the time, but the other one down there, 15th in Corrales, 10th at the Scottish, 34th at the Open Championship, you know, fifth last week, fourth uh, at, the, at the start of the Corn Ferry Tour final. So he's probably a really, really good DraftKings play. I, I'm not one to bet Dietrich, so I would play him, but I, I think Sue's upside overall um, and a little bit of savings, right? He's maybe a hundred or what's he 300 cheaper, 400 cheaper, 300 so, cheaper. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think Sue for me, I would go, I would pick Molinax first, Montgomery, Sue, then Dietrich. But I, I would be exposed to all of them if I'm playing like 20 lineups. Yeah, I'll probably end up playing more than that. I'll end, probably end up going with like a 75. That's right. I've kind of found my sweet spot, but I'm not playing the $20. I'm playing the $5. You know, yeah. I don't, don't want to be wasting my money out there. I can't. I was telling, talking to Tambo about it. I was like, I just can't handle the swings. It's like I could afford to do it for a few weeks and lose. And then, you know, I'd have to readjust if I didn't win anything. And it would suck to look at it. It's just I don't want to lose that much. I, I really don't. Like the, the pleasure I would get from winning 50K versus 200K is like the same for me. I, I think that's an important point about like tempering your expectations about what you actually want. Listen, I want to win the million dollars. You know what I didn't play this week? The millionaire maker on DraftKings. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think that's probably came to all of us the more we've played, you know, and, and just gotten used to either not winning or, or realizing how hard it is. I mean, even the, the way... Like even DraftKings like yesterday I had a sweat for Wentworth. And I mean, the difference between first and second was like $7,500. It was 10K to first and 2,500 to second. And like the, the run good you need to win something is, is already insane. So yes, control your bankroll. I totally agree. Yeah. So I, I mean, you have the show that's out right now. It's on a fan or daily fantasy sports picks and bets, the mix audio feed. That is the corn fairy preview, but you'll be back again tonight with Tom for the Italian open preview too, right? Is there the Guido, Migliazzi open. Guido, the Guido open, baby. He finished like 13th yesterday at Wentworth. Yeah. But well, they got a good field. Rory's Rory's leading that field. Yep. Is Rory just like, Hey, I'm going to play in every event for a year. Like that this I'm falling on the sword for everybody. Yes. He is Superman right now. And I mean, Probably could have won yesterday if he if he would have birdied uh, 17 on a par five. But yeah, he's teeing it up there. I think well because it's the it's the course where the Ryder Cup is going to be at. So it's probably really realistically why Rory's there. But you also have Hovland there. Fitz is playing. Hatton's playing. Um, so you do have some of these guys um, that are probably for sure on the Ryder Cup team wanting to get um, another kind of show at the course. But there are some phenomenal Italian names in this field. Let me tell you. Well, tell me about them. Okay. So this one is probably my favorite. Giovanni Giovanni Manzoni. Giovanni Manzoni. We got Filippo Celli back this week. Who was the dude? Who was the young guy from the British Open this year? Yeah, that's Filippo Celli. Okay. Filippo Celli. Remember when you look at it, Fabrizio Zanotti is from like Paraguay. He's not Italian. (laughs) Uh, Stefano Mazzoli. He's teeing it up man there's yeah you could they they give all their invitations gregory de leo i mean these names are are so good also i mean we'll talk about it later but yeah guido's in the mix i thought wacky valamaki was was all he was like top four when i woke up and then he just went down since then how hard is this course um i don't think it's that difficult last year uh hoygaard won nikolai hoygaard won at 13 under so it's a little bit more difficult um Maroc finished second i think it's one that you can really attack off the tee too 
Um, so that leads to kind of our favorite guys over there. So yeah, I see South Southgate is 70. Like if Southgate could make I've I've been on Southgate the past few weeks on on DP. If Dune can make a putt, he would win like five tournaments a year. Totally agree. Yeah, I think he's he's very well um, in the mix. There's that 70. I think there was like even hundreds out there on him. I know Bearoff um, bet Southgate really early this morning. So he was he's on him. But I, I actually do. I think it's like an off the tee putting week, which would fall in line if Guido or, can find a fairway. Or, or Rory. Yeah, he might win by 11. Or or Vic. If Vic, if Vic brings the putter. And it seemed like yeah. he was putting pretty well at Wentworth. That, yeah, Vic, Vic or Rory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you get some, I mean, they pulled a good field here. And then next week, um, next week should be, I'm trying to think of the exact order. I believe it would be the Open Day France, and then they go to um, the Alfred Dunhill. So it's a good oh. stretch run. So this is this is way better than what the PGA Tour is offering at the moment. Why don't they just co-sanction these events? I know, I know. There's so much I wish we could do to get, I, I worry about the DP World Tour, like future and real. I mean, they're, Rory's going to try to save it, but man, it's like last week was pretty spicy getting the live guys there. I know it was controversial, but I mean, they were all over the leaderboard and, and it, it kind of brought a different element to Wentworth. Um, when the big guys aren't playing and no live guys are, these fields are tough. Yeah. But like, if, I mean, the DP world tour should just allow the live guys to play. Like it's their biggest X factor right now. If you can have like Reed and Brooks and Bryson in your tournament with Sergio who's like, pulling out and then going to college football games like at least create something and it would give like a nice medium point for the pga tour to hey if rory wants to go play against the live guys okay no problem just can't do it on our tour i'd imagine it's the pga tours what do they call it uh, strategic alliance that maybe <laughs> ends up putting a little bit more of a foot down because they probably pay the, the dp world tour to to stay alive but yeah, I mean, this those weeks are definitely the biggest ones, I think, from an eyeball standpoint, because people are going to talk about it. So, um, but it's it's the the best events are definitely this little swing. We'll probably get these big guys to close out the race to Dubai stuff. So it's it's fun times over there. All right. So I'm gonna use Dietrich. I'm probably not gonna use Sue. Oh, I really should. Your boy, though. He it's is my boy. Yeah, I gotta go with I'm gonna lose so much money on him this year. It's gonna be ridiculous. Now that football season has returned, that means I am now in a stretch of working 157 consecutive days. Can't get sick, need high energy. You don't want to see low energy Pat out here on the microphone at any time. So I'm investing in my all-in-one nutritional insurance, and I've seen the big benefits from our next partner, which I use literally every day, it's Athletic Greens because I need more energy, especially in the mornings to get myself all fired up at 6 a.m. to make it sound like I got the enthusiasm because I actually do right now. I've been using Athletic Greens for probably the past year and a half. Never felt better, to tell you the truth. So I highly recommend you get on the Athletic Greens bandwagon right now. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to give you that energy that you need. And some people spend like $100 a day on supplements. No, you don't need to do that. You need to get Athletic Greens. Do it for very cheaply. Cost you less 
than $3 a day. And it's a micro habit you can do every single day when you wake up and all of a sudden, boom, you've improved your health. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient and daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. AthleticGreens.com slash Mayo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But before we get into the 7Ks, just looking at some of the names that are here, like if I just wanted to say, screw it, I want to start my lineups with, I mean, starting with Steele is probably a bit much, but like Steele, Dietrich, Montgomery, Mullenix, Sue, like that could be a lineup with one other person that's not all that expensive. 
yeah, I would, I would go two routes. I would go very heavy stars and scrubs, or I love, I love getting into lineups that start under nine Ks because you get the guys you want, but you still stay unique because rarely are people going to go all that way down to build. And you still have 7,500 left if you play those, those guys, you know, so you could make uh, a few builds that way. Or if you wanted to mix in, you know, McCarthy in my player pool and, and do some lineups with all five or, or four or five of those guys. I think that's a, a strong way to start. All right. Seven K's who are we looking at here? Nick Hardy, 7,500 bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like Hardy a lot. I think he's a strong, strong player overall. I mean, he came back like his year probably was derailed because he had that, that wrist injury and he comes back and he ends up, you know, top two or finishing T2 in the corn Ferry tour event literally was front page of the leaderboard at the U S open. Not that far afterwards was really, really good in the corn Ferry tour finals. Um, so yeah, I would say he screams to me at 7,500 favorite play. Um, no, Burmeester did withdraw last night. So he is priced 7,700, but he, he won't be playing. So if you think that Montgomery and, and Sue are, are very much in play, Carl Juan is cheaper with those guys and had a statistically very, very similar year. So if you looked at Juan, the way he does things overall, I mean, he was just behind those guys in scoring average. Um, you know, he makes a lot of birdies. I would say of those guys um, who played a full season on the, the corn Ferry tour, he would have been third and weighted birdie average. He's long, he hits green. So like Juan, Juan probably would be the one, like, I think he's a definite better player than Cam Champ on a consistency standpoint. Um, but people might gravitate to, to Champ because he's Champ one, Champ one here, right? Yeah, Champ one Champ here, one Champ one here, here, Champ one at Sanders and Farms and he won at the 3M. <laughs> yes. Okay. So and that was champ's second start when, after he made from, from corn Ferry tour finals. So, um, so yeah, I think champ, no, uh, no, no. Would, to champ, would, champ ones. No, did he, I thought champ won Sanders and firms. And no, then you're right, he won. But that's the that's second event, like of the swing season. I think Sanderson's next week. So he yeah, won and that. Then he won, then he won this one, like two years ago. Yes. Correct. Correct. But I guess I, we talked real earlier. Champ was another one that made an immediate impact. Um, I think Juan, I kind of thought Andrew Putnam um, had a sneaky end to his season um, that people didn't really give him all that much credit for. A fifth at the St. Jude, a 23rd at the BMW, 11th at the 3M, 27th at the Wyndham. Like 77, he kind of falls in that weird zone. He also is more of a, you know, not probably the, the profile I would put here. Say, he's like, he's like the homeless man's Denny McCarthy. Correct. Correct. But I think he might go under own because he's a little bit in a price range. You don't find him normally. So I, I think Putnam could be, could be fine there. I'm a, always a big Alex Smalley fan. I gotta say, uh, I, I, I just, I, I, while you were talking, I was just going through and finding people on the list and Smalley just jumped out to me for what he does. Well, I wanted to check to see because his last, his driving at the BMW championship was horrendous. Couldn't hit a fairway and he actually lost distance, but he was against all the best players in the world. He gets to come back here right now. Smalley, $7,300, 10th in approach, 41st off the tee, 30th in driving distance. Very good with his long irons. Very good with his like 100 to 125. Like he's exactly where you want him to be. Can he make any putts? Doubtful, but you know, he could be okay here. Yeah, I mean, he was what a top 10 at the, the Scottish Open. It's probably the best event Smalley I guess he was in the mix at the Mexico open um, too, but that, that top 10 against the best in the world kind of shows his ceiling in my opinion. So I think he does stand out like a sore thumb there um, at, at that price range. Cause what's interesting to me is you don't see any corn fairy tour guys. You have Juan at $7,800. And then realistically 
you have to go all the way down to $7,100 to, to get into the next guys. Now, I think another, actually two golfers really low at the seven Ks sent out to me. I, I don't know how we don't play Goddard up at 7,100 unless we just think he's bad. Do you think he's bad now? I don't know. I keep betting him every week and he sucks. Yeah. I, I, I still think his ceiling is, is as good. I mean, like he was in the mix at an event right out. Like it, it was a bummer that corn Ferry tour finals for him. Huge bummer. Cause we saw that ceiling, especially from a ball strike. He's going to be the longest guy in the field here. He's done lights out with his irons. I, I, I don't see how we don't, don't bet him again, even though like it's probably what we shouldn't do, but at $7,100, I think that's a steal. Yeah. But while you were talking, I was going through Wyndham Clark because the kind of the profile that you set up kind of screams Wyndham Clark, like vomit, make putts. And Jason Day is apparently in this field too. Not that anyone noticed. Gosh, man. What, what a, what a falling out. I think that's a good find on on Clark though, because he did well at the Scottish, right? Yeah. He ended the year really well. He's only two for two in cuts made here. No finish better than 30th, but like the profile that you've set up in my mind, feels like when I'm going to use Wyndham Clark, I'll throw him in yeah. at eight at $8,000. I, I don't like him as much as the other guys that we mentioned be it. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I mean, Webb's 84 in this field. Maybe he's just good again. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be tough to see. Yeah. yeah. Just Woodland, that Woodland's here for the first time too at eight K flat, but yeah, I think I, I would prefer Clark. It's a good find. So who else like Callum Taron? He crushes it off the tee. Uh, is, is Harry Hall in this field? we will get yeah six k's your boy harry hall is in the field yes uh who else um, do we have down here wallace is, wallace is playing better golf all of a sudden yeah he almost but it was all short game driven over there he almost stole a win from your boy uh thriston lawrence yeah um, thirsty lawrence i mean i had a good run on euro for like a three-week stretch <laughs> i think one of the big misprices here too um, list well yeah i was gonna bring him up i think Second to list would be JJ Spawn. Spawn feels odd to me at $7,500. Um, an eighth, the Rocket Mortgage, 23rd at the BMW Championship, all driven um, there. I mean, he might be one of those guys that is able to gain off of the tee consistently and not be, you know, distance driven. They most definitely, I feel like he's a California guy too. Just plays well in California. Yep. Yep. So I think that's one. Um, I, I like Spawn. All right, so Spawn's going in. What do we do with List? Like, we have to play him at 7000 bucks. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he is the 12th ranked. Again, OWGR is, you know, not the most, you know, accurate thing, but he's literally the 12th ranked golfer in the field when it comes to OWGR. And here he is at 7K flat. You just sign up for what what you know, but finished fourth year in 18. I mean, he's got a decent, you know, history here. He's only missed one cut. I, I am, he has been so bad since he won at the Farmers. Yeah, but it's all worth it when you hit the one, you know, like you, you're forever in the green. I, I, I mean, forever Lynch in the plays, green plays. might be pushing it a little bit. I'm in the green on Luke List now. Yes, I can get back in the red pretty quickly. But okay, so if we're playing him also, we're playing him because of his ceiling, right? Probably not because of his accuracy. So, or, or like consistency. That probably should mean we're betting him with triple digits then too. Oh, yeah, like a hundred percent. I don't see yeah. how in this field where he like mean, he went to Torrey Pines and won. And we yeah. all know what the stat profile. I mean, the same case I just made for Connors at the very beginning of the show is the same case for list. Yeah. So then I, I would also, yeah, I'll probably end up on um 
on Goddard up there too. Cause I think that's, he's, he's one of those guys. The only issue with list is, and one of the reasons I actually really did like him at Torrey Pines is that's a very low greens and regulation course where yeah. short game really plays a big factor. And that always gets overlooked with Luke list is how good he can be around the greens where Connors isn't. Yep. Yep. That's, that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. And you might not need that here. Like that might not be a prevailing factor here. Like you've got to be hitting greens and regulation. Or you're cooked. Yep. Yeah, but it's still seven K. Like, yeah, seven K so. even lower than Goderup. What is he in the on the in the betting? Let's see here. I was back on the Italian Open. Yeah, Mullenix sixty, Montgomery fifty. Where's our Where's our guy? Was Wyndham Clark like way down there too? Smalley is sixty. Oh man, I can lose so much money this week. Sixty five for yeah. Wyndham Clark. Seventy five for JJ Spawn. Just bet a bunch of long shots. Oh, Nick Hardy. Nice. These aren't all the guys I'm betting for anyone watching. I'm just, I'm highlighting these for later just to figure out what I want to do. Good Lord. List is 130 to one at DraftKings. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think overall it's um, yeah. I, I, we, you have to bet that. He's priced the same as Lee Hodges, who I enjoy to bet. Don't get me wrong, but might be a combined 370 million overpower in third rounds this year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that he he definitely when Jeff Jeff was on him that one time right when he no I was I was on him I was on him that week just like good lord what is going on with this it's it's a uh, it's a perfect week for long shots though I agree yeah and then Max Home is going (sighs) ten to one (laughs) we get a little dog bark there for Luke List too so that's good that that's always that's always good information to have so we'll go into the sixes sell me on some 6k guys that i can round out with those because i don't want to use these guys as a part of my let's say you know those balance builds that i was talking about but for the stars if i want to go hideki homa and one and taylor montgomery who are three guys i can go down here with is it mj duffy um he's probably the, the more consistent of of the people down here now i think um, a golfer who had a really, really good corn bear tour finals. I struggle to think this golfer, he's older than I imagined him being, but he still doesn't scream like high, high upside. And it's $6,800 for Joseph Ramlett. He goes 18th, 6th, and 23rd in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, the best greens and regulation of pretty much anybody who played that stretch, which is his struggle normally. He rarely gains with his irons, but he is literally like the longest or one of the top three longest guys in the field fits well, in, in my opinion, at this type of course, I believe he played it last year. Um, yeah. Made the cut. Hasn't really had that strong of finishes, but that stretch of three events in a row for him stood out to me at $6,800 overall. Um, I mentioned off the top one golfer that I think is severely underrated or will not be as known from the corn Ferry tour um, graduates is Sam Stevens. Sam Stevens in his last four events, he had two rounds of 62 um, in it. So can really, really go low. In my opinion, you'll probably lean Harry Hall at $6,700 who does hit it very far. But um, I think Stevens is just somebody who came a little bit later into kind of his, his talent. He played a mini tours a lot. Ryan goes and tells how he gained, he, he made over like a hundred grand in one year on mini tours alone. Um, So I think him at $6,700 and I'll stay. I just love taking chances with kind of these corn Ferry tour guys. Um, and at $6,300 might be one of my favorites too. Now team no putt is all in force for Brent Grant. Brent Grant um, is somebody who, if you look at the events that he has played on the PGA tour, like it's, it's as bad as it gets from a putter standpoint, but he oh my can God. Spike, 
<laughs> yeah, he, he can spike though. I mean, he won an event in May in the Corn Ferry Tour. He finished 11th at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship this past week. But for somebody who hits it as far as he does and then ends up hitting greens and regulation at the rate he does and is priced in this range, I think from, I mean, he could miss the cut by, by seven, but he could also, I think, find himself in the mix. Um, he's a West Coast guy, went to college in Hawaii, but has played kind of that, that outlaw tour and kind of the West Coast swing. So I like him opening up the season there. So $6,300, he stands out to me. Okay. So I, I like some of these names. I was going to throw, I mean, it's funny. You like all the new, you like, you're a sucker for all these new names that are coming in. You know that I love like my old losers, like Nick Taylor. I mean, the smother man, yep. he's back in the field. He's 6,500 bucks. What about Benny Ann? So this was interesting. So I, I dug into Ben Ann a little bit uh, from his stats. I think he might've changed his game up a little bit when he went on the Corn Ferry Tour. Every single event this entire season. Now, driving distance is judged off of just two holes on the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, again, we don't have strokes gained by, by anything close to it, but he was top 20 in distance in every single event this season, which I don't remember that being the old Ben and he was a good driver, but he hit fairways all the time and he hit greens and he could chip, you know, with the best of them. So you would think the original Ben Ann would have been really, really good for, for this event. And I guess the overhaul of his game or the change of his off the tee probably isn't the worst thing for here. So I mean, he had a consistent, really good start to the year. Well, down at the very bottom of the pricing, like Brandon Matthews is there. He's probably the longest guy in the field. Yes. Yeah. Do we, do we um, want to but, use him though? Like, is he just, isn't he just basically a long drive specialist? Correct. I, I would, I would rather find the hundred dollars and play or, or yeah, get to Brent Grant. Um, one guy it's it's so sad to see him down here, but man, can you believe like Garrett Higo has just done? Nothing? I know that was our guy, man. He won us our money. I think we're good with him. It was literally his first PGA tour start. And I mean, maybe he's the griot. Maybe it's just like, that's, that's what it is. That's what we got. And we, we won that event. Uh, um, where is it? I just clicked John Augustine is six, like the dead men at 6,000. He was sixth here last year. He had a, so like that, that is the weird thing. And I, I'm happy for the overhaul that sixth place got him into corn Ferry tour finals. That's how, that's how little you need to get to be eligible for them. But he hasn't done realistically much. He got a sponsor's exemption to get back here um, to play. I mean, he was talented in college. Bridgman was really good at $6,100 at Clemson, just graduated, hasn't really caught on um, to anything. I'm trying to, if I would think of golfers that are not in the, I mean, we talked about Norman. Norman's at $6,400 if you want to attack that profile. It's just littered with, with these golfers that are newer or, or graduating this year. I don't really, I, I trying to branch out is there anybody else that is a pga tour regular that that you're interested here Diamond's 6700 no i mean yeah maybe damon at 67 could be okay this doesn't really feel like the course for him i guess the the whole point is like this is a full field event it's a cut event and there's no good players in it like this seems to be the weakest this field's been in some time like didn't rom play the past two years like phil would always be here i feel like bryson Boy. played this a lot i might be wrong about bryson but he, he usually played in a lot of these california events that we're now in a spot where it seems like we're just being like oh Sky just did the corn fairy show. He's really high on these corn fairy guys, but they might legitimately be the best players in the $6,000 range this week. Yeah, no, I, I firmly believe that. Look like Cantley used to play here a lot. Phil loved this event. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's because maybe the overhaul of the points doesn't put as much of a focus on the fall swing. Like if you didn't play the fall swing before, 
you fell behind, you know, you were, I mean, those guys are good enough that it really doesn't matter, but especially these corn fairy tour guys, they have, everyone has motivation, but the reshuffling of order off of the fall swing is incredibly important because guys might be second when they come into the season outside of Justin Sue. Um, there really isn't anybody who's guaranteed all the starts. Like these guys do have to perform to play well and stay off alternate lists. Um, so there is impact. Uh, there was one more that I didn't say anything about all show. Say young Kim is $6,900. He would probably be a fringe top five graduate for me. Um, he was very consistent overall in the season. One of the golfers who, if you don't win on the corn fairy tour and you easily eclipse the points you need, it shows that you just had a really strong overall season. He played the CJ cup last year too, to kick off the year, finished 32nd. Normally guys that get those exemptions end up just filling up the bottom of the leaderboard. He was really good. And the Japanese tour the year before. So I think 6,900, I would get to him a little bit too. Yeah. All the corn fairy stats guy are actually now loaded into fantasy national. Perfect. So that, that's happened Perfect. over the past 30 minutes that we've been talking. So the entire season is in there now. So yeah, you can see a six, the six, the second, the second, the third. Like he had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he finished 12th on the points list and didn't win. So like, again, you don't have to even come close to winning um, at, at that price to, to pay off. So I think he is somebody um, I, I'm definitely would be getting to on DraftKings. So I just, uh, I, Punched in uh, to the to this lineup generator, 75 lineups. Oh, good. I got 56% Hideki, 50% Homa, 44% Pendrith. Don't know how I'm feeling about 24% Vince Norman at this point, but uh, <laughs> might have to roll that out there. Hey, I, he's so I said this on the show with Ryan, and it's probably a big stretch, but what it reminds me of a little bit is like a year before the emergence of Zalatoris. Like this is what Zalatoris' game was before he, he was, I mean, like Zalatoris' last year on the Corn Fairy Tour, he was basically, you know, from a, a waiting rank as good as the top 30 player on the PGA Tour. Like he was great, but he, he had a year which was very Norman-esque, didn't win, hit every green, hit every fairway, drove it with the best of them. And we saw Norman top 10 events on, on the European tour right out of the gates. You said it, he had an ace and a par four. I mean, it's as good as it gets. All right, so let's do some quick picks uh, for the bets of the week. Uh, list is mo- at 130 to one is like an auto play for me. That seems absolutely insane for the pedigree. Like you say, he's the 12th ranked player in this field. He's 130 to one. Granted, he hasn't been good recently, but the skill set fits. But I'm thinking Steele, Taylor Montgomery, Luke List, and Alex Smalley as okay. my four for the week. I mean, I could turn that to six. I could turn it to five, whatever it might be. Uh, I think Steele's 40 to one, 45 to one. So if that's where I'm starting, I don't want to go too crazy on swing season. And I will say the fantasy national simulator, I think that goes up on Tuesday evening had, I mean, it wasn't as good last year because we saw stronger fields last year in the swing season, but the years before that, when it was these weaker fields, it absolutely dominated. Like it hit Munoz and Austin cook and all these weird guys at like 80 to one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I, I'm uh, pretty close with you. So I, I would be going, um, starting the card in Montgomery. I'm on Molinax, uh, both of those guys, 66. Yeah. yeah. I think if I'm betting one on the week, it's, it's Molinax for me. Um, and then yeah, Luke list with you one thirties, I'm still going to go over to Goddard up. You can find him one thirty as well on DraftKings. Um, and then two longer, 
I still think the upside, like Bramlett to me is somebody who possesses an elite skill. He's 180 to one um, on, on DraftKings as well. And then two other golfers, maybe it's a top 20. I, I don't know if I can get to outright, but I like Sam Stevens a lot. And then Brett Grant seems Grant's um, 300. Yeah, he's 300 to one on DraftKings. I don't know if they have, they do have the top 20s out. Let's find, he's seven to one for a top 20. So I could see myself getting there um, on Grant for a top 20 and maybe even an outright on Stevens at 180. So the the other ones for me are going to be, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I'll end up going with Molinick. So I'll add him to the five. Hardy at 100 to one and Spawn at 75 to one. I actually Mm -hmm. think are pretty good numbers. I I don't, I mean, I know Spawn can win on the PGA Tour. That's that's good to know. Twice, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I like that spawn number. That that probably makes sense. But I'm probably starting my card at 66s, so I feel like I might end up betting like 13 guys. Well, that's fun. I'm gonna try to keep all. Maybe we'll make it Mayo six pack of the week, and I can go yes. with. Although that's that's now yeah, that's six guys. Hardy would make it seven. But Mayo's <laughs> seven pack of the week, we but go. no one. But I start with Steel at 45 work my yeah. way down. Unfortunately, yeah. people don't seem to understand. I tried to explain this to someone one time. They were like, well, you just pick everyone in the field. It's like, well, I didn't pick anyone who's favored to win. Like yeah. my one Brennan steel is five max homas in terms of payout. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent or, or five, depending on how you bet, like the, the, the same dollars worth, you know, you get three guys for, for one home. Like, yeah, I, I totally agree with, with that approach. All right. So you got Italian open coming tonight. You have the entire corn Ferry preview. Uh, that is already out on Mayo Media Network and Daily Fantasy Sports. Picks and bets, the mix. Um, this, is a, this is a big week for you. Back to back to back shows. Yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, it's when you get niche opportunities like this. You know, I think those are my favorite. And when you have a financial opportunity potentially with them all too, it's even better. Um, so I think that's hopefully going to fall in line. And there are golfers that you know I've had a terrible showing in our draft the last two years. So I need to figure out something different. And maybe it starts with getting some guys in there. Maybe. I think you picked Justin Sue about two years ago in that draft as well. So maybe you can get him again this year. I think he earned $43,000. <laughs> yeah, it was probably more than my Tiger Woods did that year, though. So I, I mean, no, I came second this year, and I think I finished $13 million behind Feinberg. Yeah, I mean, he just ran away with that thing. It was... I mean, Scheffler was all it took. Scheffler um, and Zalatoris, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, he had a heck of a draft. When, when's he going to be back, by the way? <sighs> Uh, I mean, he can't be playing anything in the fall. I would. Is think. he doing so anything? So he's out of the President's Cup. He's out out of the President's Cup for sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just praise good by January. Hopefully, we get him back at Tory all good and then kind of run that swing. Because I mean, back injuries are scary. How bad is this international team going to be? Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm able to wrap my head around that because. My fear is I, I talked myself and maybe because I do the show, I talked myself into how like, you know, we're showing up at Whistling Straits and the DP World Tour, the, the European team can handle themselves. Maybe, you know, Westy's going to go out and steal a couple points. Fitz is going to be the MVP. Um, the odds are definitely correct. You know, Jeff's out here getting, you know, 30% interest in month over month, you know, on mortgages that Letty's laid down. It's probably going to be a blowout sadly i'm excited for tom kim maybe we can just root for tom kim for a couple points tom, tom kim pendrith Corey color yes. there's it's funny because the president's cup team is comprised of all guys that we really like but yes. who are like if they were all in a tournament together they would be 150 to one yeah 100 100 yeah we'd probably bet half of them yeah so i like the team but i think i'm growing in my knowledge of not thinking they stand a chance unfortunately <laughs> 
I think it works out well for them long term because I I would guess the live guys will eventually be back in the mix for this. So that would be one, you know, one tip because I mean, the international team and the European team realistically, I mean, feels like the international team was the most affected by live in terms of overall quality like yeah, the US lost Dustin and Bryson and Brooks like look at their team it doesn't matter. Correct, correct. Losing Cam, you know, on that team is as, as big of a hurt as, as you can really get probably. I mean, it's equivalent of losing Rory, you know, on, on the European team for, for them. So yeah. Um, I'm excited though. I mean, it brings, it's, it's always fun to watch. I mean, it's coming to Canada in, in four 2024. years right? or two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be, um, that'll be exciting. No, I think it's, I mean, it's a funny event. Hopefully there's, there's at least some, some fireworks overall. Is it 2024? Cause if it's in the U S this year. Yeah. What? but Do I have that the wrong? Interna- you're getting the international side. Yeah, well, it's a U.S. side this year. Oh, yeah, because it's every two years. Yes. So, yeah. That's right. That makes yep. far more sense now. It was like, well, wouldn't it be international next year? It's like, there is none next year, you moron. Oh, hey, yeah, maybe. makes a ton of sense. Montreal, maybe. like, I, I want to throw, like, a real event. Like, PME and Open. Friends event at the President's Cup in Montreal. I, I would love it. I've heard a blast about Montreal. So, like, I don't know what time of the year. Can you golf this time of the year in Canada? Like, can you do the DFS Open? You could. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Send Bear off up there. See if he can get like a scouting trip, him and Joe, and they can scout it out again. And we can run that back. I just worry that if we do this event in Montreal, that Kenny's not making it back home. He's just, he'll <laughs> no, be buried he's a in Montreal. Canadian restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny would live there. He would. All right. So check out Sky all over the network this week, obviously yesterday, this show and tomorrow's show for the Italian Open. Follow him at SkyhookDFS on Twitter to get all your ownership percentages and duplicated lineups as soon as lock happens for both Euro and the PGA Tour. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. Smash the like. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.